Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome back. Uh, We are in Jeremiah chapter uh, number two, and finishing today, Lord willing, just a powerful, powerful message uh, from God's Word, uh, directed uh, in its uh, in its original preaching to the people of Judah, uh, who had just wandered so far from God, and even though Josiah, their king, and Jeremiah, this prophet, were such good examples and were trying to lead with their influence for people to follow God. It just seemed like the the great mass of the citizens of that country just didn't want to follow God. And the leaders, especially the sons of Josiah, Jehoiakim uh, and uh, Zedekiah uh, and Jehoiakim and Jehoiaz, these all these followers of these sons of of Josiah, they just didn't want to follow God like their dad did. And they would much rather make a treaty with Egypt or make a treaty with Assyria or make a treaty eventually with Babylon. They thought that their hope was in their political savvy, not in their spiritual fidelity to God. And what we've been learning is God's making his case. And God says, if you won't listen to me, I love you. This is not the way it has to be. But if you won't listen, then the consequences of your of your sin will sting you. And they already are. And even though your the consequences have borne a heavy weight in your life for your backsliding, it seems as if you're going right back, right back uh, to what you've done. Look at verse number 23. How canst thou say, God is asking the people, how canst thou say, I am not polluted? You know, here you are and you're saying, I, I, I haven't sinned. I, I'm, I'm fine. How, how can you say that? How can you with a straight face say, I'm not polluted? I have not gone after Baalim. I have not, I've not gone after Baal. See thy way in the valley. Know what thou hast done. Thou art a swift dromedary traversing her ways. No, the evidence is right in front of you. All you have to do is look down into the valley. The valley here refers to the valley of Hinnom, where they had actually offered children's child sacrifice. And these people kept a straight face and acted, we're not doing anything wrong. We've not not gone that far. God says, just look at the evidence. You're you're like a, a female camel. Uh, how quickly she can run, how how readily she can she can make her way. That that that's what you're like. Matter of fact, he said you're like a wild donkey. See that in verse twenty four. You're a wild used used to the wilderness. You're you're used to your well. You're like a a female camel. You're used to the wasteland of sin. Uh, you know exactly how to traverse, find your way in the middle of nowhere because you're living there. You're like that wild donkey used to the wilderness that snuffeth up the wind at her pleasure. In her occasion, 
who can turn her away? In other words, when she is in heat, when she wants to mate with that male donkey, you better not get in her way. She wants what she wants. She's going to get what she gets. That's what you're like. You're like a dumb animal in heat that just wants what it wants. And you can't see truth and you can't, uh, you can't make right decisions. You're guided by your sinful, lustful desires. Look at verse number 24. All they that seek her will not weary themselves. In her month, they shall find her. Yeah, you won't find her until uh, she's good and ready. Verse number four, 25. Withhold thy foot from being unshod and thy throat from thirst. In other words, there's no need for you to go on a long journey and wear out your sandals. There's no need for you to go on a long journey and just uh, be parched with thirst. Quit chasing Egypt. Quit going proverbially to Assyria. All the help and hope you need is in me. You are forsaking me and you're digging these cisterns and you're chasing the wind and you're acting like a a camel in the middle of nowhere or like a, a wild donkey. I mean, come on. Look at verse number 25. Withhold thy foot from being unchild and thy throat from thirst. But thou sayest, there's no hope. No, for I have loved strangers and after them will I go. No, you're, you're, you're not listening to me. You're saying, no, my only hope, there's no hope. My, my only answer is I've got to chase these foreign countries and I've got to go to their gods and I've got to get water from the Nile River and I've got to get from the Euphrates. I can't trust God. I don't know when the rain's going to come. I don't know that God can bless me. You, you, you're crazy, said God. I'm the one that brought you here. I'm the one that gave you all this. I'm the living waters. Remember how it used to be. Can you hear this message just thundering in their minds right now, but they're not seeing it? Verse number 26, as the thief is ashamed when he is found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, their prophets. Yeah, you're ashamed only when you get caught. Saying to a stock, to a, to a tree, thou art my father, and to a stone, uh, thou hast brought me forth. That, that's what uh, the, the false god Ashtaroth, Ashtaroth she, she was represented by a tree or a, a pole, and uh, Baal was cut out of a rock, and uh, it was a very sexual symbol that they made of Baal. You're, you're worshiping these false gods. You're, you're, you're saying your hope is in them. That was brought me. You're saying that they're your creator. They're your helper. For they have turned their back unto me, not their face. But in the time of their trouble, they will say, arise and save us. You know, where are they when you need them? These false gods that you've made, that you put so much stock in. Where are they when you're thirsty? Where are they when the armies are coming? Where are they? They can't help you. Verse 28, but where are thy gods that thou hast made that 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 thou thou hast made thee? Let them arise if they can save thee in the time of thy trouble. Remember Baal and Elijah? And hey, maybe your God's on vacation. Maybe he maybe he's gone for a while. Maybe he's on the toilet. Remember? Elijah mocked them. I mean, don't your gods hear you? 
That's what God is saying to them here. Where are these gods you've given all your time and attention to, you've dedicated your whole life to? Let them come help you. For according to the number of thy cities are thy gods, O Judah. You've got a God for every city. You've got a God for every town. I mean, you think that you've got it made. By the way, our generations, you know, we look at this generation and say, oh, how could they worship false gods? But think about our generation. We worship sports. We worship sex. We worship, uh, uh, we worship money. We worship, and where are those things when we're in trouble? How do those things satisfy us when we are at the end of our rope? They don't. We're no better than this generation 2,700 years ago. Look at verse number 29. Wherefore will you plead with me? For ye all have transgressed against me, saith the Lord. I've made my case. Why are you still arguing with me? Why are you still pleading against me? Is it not a slam dunk at this point that, that I am in the right and you are in the wrong? How can you not see this? My word says so. My past actions say so. My unfailing love says so. Your own iniquity says so. The consequences of your sin and the pain you've received say so. These false nations that have not come through for you say so. The silence of Baal and Ashtaroth says so. What more do you want me to say? Verse number 30, in vain have I smitten your children. It seems like it's not working. I've given you a spanking, but it doesn't work. They, they received no correction. Your own sword hath devoured your prophets like a destroying lion. I've done everything I can to try to get your attention. Nothing's working. You're not listening. O generation, see ye the word of the Lord. Have I been a wilderness unto Israel? Guys, think about it. Have I been the one that hasn't provided? Have I not been a good provider? Have I, uh, uh, have I been a land of darkness? Wherefore say my people, we are lords. We will come no more unto thee. When did you grow up and act like you don't need me anymore? Like you're the boss now. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to ask wisdom of me. You don't need my help. When did that happen? When did you get so big for your britches? Can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? I mean, I'm trying to think of an illustration that will make you to understand people. I mean, does a, does a, a, a bride forget her wedding day? Does she forget what color her dress was? Does, does she act like that was a, 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 a forgotten day in her life? Of course not. Every bride looks back and says, one of the, the most special day of my life was my wedding day. And yet you have forgotten me. You've forgotten our relationship. Look at verse number uh, 32 again. And yet my people have forgotten me days without number. I can't even remember the last time you gave me a phone call. I can't remember the last time you texted me. I can't remember the last time you asked for my help. I can't remember the last time you told me you love me. I'm God. And you've just kind of put me on the shelf. Verse 33, why trimmest thou thy way to seek love? You're acting like a harlot would act. They put on 
mascara and put on some fancy, sexy costume to get attention. Therefore, therefore hast thou also taught the wicked ones thy ways. Also in thy skirts is found the blood of the souls of the poor innocents. I think what that's referring to is in their in their worship of Baal and Ashtaroth, and uh, their, they, 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 there would be prostitution, there would be uh, free sex. It was bad. And oftentimes these, these, these prostitutes, most, most of the time these poor girls would have children, but they wouldn't want their own children. And often the, 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 the children that were pledged for child sacrifice, like in the Valley of Hinnom, and during the days of Manasseh, would be the children of these prostitutes. And the, the blood of these innocent children is on your skirts. You've gone way farther than you ever thought you would go. That's what sin does, by the way. Sin takes you farther than you ever want to go. The blood's on your skirt. I have not found it by secret search, but upon all these. God says, I don't have to go looking in the crevices of your heart. You know, your sin is obvious for everyone to see. Yet thou sayest, because I am innocent, surely his anger shall turn from me. You don't see it. You don't see you've done anything wrong. And you're like, why is God mad at us? What have we done? You know why? Because when we begin to compare ourselves with others, then we don't see ourselves as so sinful. Well, we're not like the Egyptians. We're not like the, the Chaldeans. I mean, they're sinful. That was Habakkuk's problem. He didn't compare the sin of the people against God's holy standard. They said, well, God, why would you use the Chaldeans to judge us? They're more sinful than we are. Verse number 35, behold, I will plead with thee, God says, because thou sayest I have not sinned. God says, I'm, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you, you, because that's what God does. We don't see ourselves. God shows us ourselves. Why gaddest thou about so much to change thy way? Why do you keep on vacillating? You run to Egypt one day, you run to Assyria the next day. See that? Thou hast also be that thou also shalt be ashamed of Egypt, as thou wast ashamed of Assyria. Yea, thou shalt go forth from him, thine hands upon thy head. Yeah, there's coming a day, these people you're trusting in, they're gonna take advantage of you. You're gonna become their slaves. And like a like a person arrested for a crime, you're gonna walk out with your hands on your head. For the Lord hath rejected thy confidences, and thou shalt not prosper in them. Yeah, you can go ahead and try to get help from there and there and there and there, from your friend, from your counselor, from whatever resource you're looking for. But when will you realize that your real issue is you have rejected me? That's Jeremiah's first message. What a whopping message it is. It's really the message of the entire book. And it's a message to you and me. Will you listen? Will I listen? God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.